tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Razor Blunt Commentary, delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. The Rangers have punched their ticket to the ALDS. They'll head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Orioles. They beat the Rays today 7-1. to Tampa Bay's offense showed up about as well as the fans in St. Pete. That was an that atrocious was a performance by the Rays. Rays hadn't been playing. Like, Rays had some ebbs and flows at the end of the year. That was not a team I was afraid of, quite no, frankly. And you lost some players. Some came back. Some of, some may never come back uh, in the case of Franco. But it, you lost, you know, McClanahan. You, you lost some key pieces. That's another one of those money ball type teams where they're really good in the regular season and they get there and they're just never really... You know, they never really live up to expectations in the playoffs. They've been to two World Series. They have, but I mean, I never, I never fear them. I never think that they're going to win a World Series. I, I just think that they're they're always afraid to maintain their own, and and it's kind of like the A's mentality, though they've had more more success. But it's just another season where they had a great regular season, and they fold up their tents and they go home. Yeah, I like, I actually like their overall team building philosophy. Now, if they could spend resources like on some short term free agents, I, I think that they would get over the hump. But I don't think their team philosophy is why they they're zero and two in the World Series. Like, if you can get to a World Series, you're capable, obviously, of winning. Uh, a World Series, but I just didn't think that this version, this year's version, uh, version of this team was really all that good. I thought they got off to a hot start when they were they were fully loaded, and then they had some injuries. You mentioned the the Franco thing that kind of hurts them big time because he's a really good baseball player, and I think you're right. I don't think he ever plays again, rightfully so. Um, that'll be an interesting series, Rangers and the Orioles. That's going to be a lot of offense, mm, no doubt about it. It's going to be fun to watch, and you know, give the Rangers some credit. I know that's tough in this town, but give them some credit because. As much as it looked like that they were going to coast into the division championship and they'd be sitting and watching, you know, they they could have had a, a little bit of, you know, of a different mentality coming into that series and having to play on the road. They handled their business. And now it's going to be fun to see them and the Orioles duke it out and, and see which team prevails because you're right, there's a lot of pop in both offenses. Um, and, and, you know, for as much as there's young pitching uh, on the Orioles, I think it's going to be interesting to see who pitches for the Rangers because they got some veterans and, you know, and Uvalde pitched well today uh, to, to follow up Montgomery. It's going to be interesting to see that the Rangers might still be hot enough to, to really compete with the Orioles and you might end up seeing them in the, the American League Championship Series. Uh, twins lead the Blue Jays as well, 2 nothing in the top of the fifth. Astros, of course, get the winner of that series. Twins already lead the series one nothing. I'm hoping this series goes three. I want uh, both teams to use up a lot of pitching so they enter Saturday's game one of the ALDS shorthanded 713-780-3776 I was listening to John Grenard speak to the media the other day and John something something caught my attention that John Grenard said here is John Grenard a couple of days ago at the podium but everybody across the board just wants to win and we're tired of having that stigma over to what the Texans usually is that was interesting to me because that that's if a player saying that 
that means he's heard it from the staff. That means that is a rallying call within the locker room. That is a rallying. Maybe it's not the staff. Maybe it's the players within the, the, the locker room. But it's a rallying call from somebody within that organization. way I hear that is John Grenard saying that the Houston Texans want to end and to forever forget the label of same old Texans. Have the Texans busted the same old Texans label? And if not, probably not, what is it going to take? I think it's a continuation of the D'Amico effect. I think that, you know, it's weird because until Jack Easterby, culture was such a positive uh, word that was discussed in sports and you had to build the right culture. But then the way Jack kept using it, but the way it kept going the wrong direction, a lot of people have a negative connotation with culture. But I think that D'Amico's culture is totally different. And I think that, you know, that culture affects so many different people. It's how the fan base is, is affected. It's how the organization deals with things. It's how other players in the league look at the Houston Texans and say, I want to play there. I would like to be a part of what they're doing there. And I don't think a lot of people had a mentality that was very positive about anything Houston Texans for the last three years. And now because of the D'Amico effect, because of now you're seeing that they have C.J. Stroud at quarterback, they've got a young defense that flies all over the field that's active, that looks like they really know what they're doing and they can do it, there's going to be a lot more guys that now say, I want to play for that organization. I want to be a part of what they're building there. I feel like I can help them to the next level. And I think that goes across the board culturally. We saw Cal and, 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 and now with Hannah in the picture that they're trying to change the perception of the organization and the ownership that Nick has understandably known that D'Amico is now the, the loudest football voice in the room, but D'Amico knows what he's doing and his staff and his coaching staff are doing it to, and putting it out there and showing you that this is a franchise you can jump back on the bandwagon. We've talked about that. I think they're doing all the right things that if you ha- people haven't jumped on and players haven't jumped on it yet, you're going to continue to see it build to where they will. Off-season, free agency, even draft picks and agents going, I want my guy to go there as opposed to stay as far away from that situation as you can. Have they busted the same old Texans label for you? I think they have. I think they have. I think they have because of the fact that, you know, it was. It, I was concerned early on because we saw them look like they were making mistakes. They were burning time out. Sloak didn't look like he had total control. D'Amico was still, you know, learning on the fly, cutting his teeth, doing the things he was doing. And we didn't know what you had at quarterback. We didn't know what you had in, in many different position groups. Four weeks in, I think that you've seen everybody kind of say, hey, those were growing pains, but we we got it now, and we look like we know what we're doing. And so I think that it it has, for me, me, allowed me finally to forget about all the shortcomings, all the guys that were the reasons why, and, and how poorly this organization was looked upon nationally. 713-780-3776. 713-780-3776. Have the, have the Texans busted that same old Texans label for you? If not, what is it going to take? I'm actually with you. and I, I thought that you weren't going to be on the same page here because, you know, the, the Texans have kind of deserved this criticism. You, you've won 11 games in the previous three years prior to this year, and you're 2-2 two and two through four games. But I, 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 I'm buying into D'Amico, and maybe maybe it's going to come out where I was an idiot, and I bought in way too early, and D'Amico can't coach a lick. I don't believe it. Like, when I watch this football team, I see a team, and I, I didn't see this in week one and week two. I thought D'Amico had some mistakes in week mm-hmm. one and week two, to be 
frank. I thought his usage of timeouts in week one, week two was not good. I thought he was overmatched with Shane Steichen in week two. But the response from that has been fantastic. Like I think this is as well coached as the Houston Texans have been since the Gary Kubiak days, which a lot of the elements of this offense came from the Gary Kubiak way. When Gary Kubiak had Kyle Shanahan, then you go to the Kyle Shanahan tree. Bobby Slowick is from the Kyle Shanahan tree, and Shanahan's first job ever as an offensive coordinator was with the Houston Texans. And you go back and you look at those, some of those coaching staffs under Kubiak, a lot of similar elements uh, with what Shanahan had going on in San Francisco. So I'm a believer in D'Amico. I think D'Amico is a really good head coach. Uh, I'm a believer in Bobby Slowick. I wasn't in the first two weeks. He's, he's creating some schemes that are keeping C.J. Stroud upright, untouched, not sacked with his patchwork offensive line. I'm more interested in this offensive line getting at full strength because I think it's going to help the running game mm-hmm. more than I think it's going to help C.J. Like, C.J.'s been fantastic with this patchwork offensive line. So I'm buying into D'Amico, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I have a homer hat on. I don't. I'm buying into Bobby Slowick, so I'm a believer on the offensive side. I'm a believer on the defensive side, and we all know how bullish I am on C.J. Stroud. So I actually think four games into the 2023 seasons that the Houston Texans have already shed the same old Texans label because this isn't same old Texans with D'Amico, with Sloick, with CJ Str- this isn't the same old, same old. Remember when we kept saying Texans are going to Texan? Mm-hmm. That, was, that, was our, uh, that was our answer to just about anything. At a certain point, they were going to do what was necessary to screw it all up. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel like they're outmatched on the coaching staff. I don't look at David Culley chewing the hell out of his tongue, looking like he's completely oblivious and clueless to what's going on on the field, or Lovey Smith and his outdated ways uh, of coaching that that guys were you know coaching circles around him for. I look at a team that looks like they're in complete control. I, I look like I, I, I see a team that looks like from decision making to execution to the players that are actually on the field that they have turned the page and, and, and really gotten to the point where I didn't know how long it was going to take for them to be in that position where I would consider that. But because it all starts with the quarterback too. But I mean, but when you look at D'Amico's way of coaching, if you look at the way that they are, are looking like they're not outmatched no matter what this way, I can't believe they didn't have a sack last week. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. When you look at the, and we, Joe and I talked about it on Friday when you were out, the first thing I'm going to say is the reason I picked the Steelers to beat the Texans is because I thought that they were overmatched defensively, the Steelers' defense versus Same. that offensive line. The fact that they not only weren't overmatched, but they were in complete control of the game and they didn't give up a sack tells you all you need to know. And like it's one like the other thing too, like you can scheme up a game plan where you don't give up a sack. Like okay, like I I, I think there's a lot of offensive coordinators can do that. But whenever you scheme up a game plan where you're not allowing a sack, you're going to have trade-offs elsewhere. Like, you're probably not going to score 30 points. You're probably not going to have 450 yards of total offense because you're going to do, you're either going to run the ball a lot, you're going to get rid of the football quickly, and that's not really conducive to having a 30-point, 450-yard game. So, like, all of those things come together. Like, zero sacks, cool, that's great. But then to score 30 points on top of it and rack up 450 yards against a defense that does not allow that to happen. They've done it one time in the last two years. It was to Buffalo uh, last year. So it goes to show you that this team can coach a little bit. Mm-hmm. They can scheme up a little bit. D'Amico can coach a little bit. They have a quarterback that can play a little bit. So I think that they've actually shedded the label uh, of being the same old Texans. Where do you stand on that, Joe George? Have they shed that label for you like they have Blankers and I? I think they're pretty close because they haven't done it already. I mean, that's the only, like, I can be impressed with CJ, but there's still certain stuff that, like, this franchise has done that makes me nervous. Like, the hiring process, what they went through with Jack and all that stuff. I want to see, like, what Cal does next. I don't want to see him do a thing. Yeah, stay out of it. 
Like, I want but to that's, stay but away. that's important. Like, cook burgers. Like, stay away. Take your take your photos that make you like that you think make you look cool. Make your jerseys that all the fans want, and then just like stay out of the spotlight, please. Yeah, I feel like he's doing that though. I think he's doing a better job. I feel like he. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he ever. Like I don't know if he ever really meddled. Like I think that's actually the problem that we have. Like he didn't meddle he so, whether in a DeAndre trade yes. or he didn't meddle in the whole Jack Easterby needs to go. Like if anything, he's been way more passive than aggressive. I think. Right. I, I think the biggest thing was that we were so worried that he was clueless and didn't know and didn't even have an input on the worst trade in NFL history. That he was clueless and and had no idea and was hiring guys because you know Jack Easterby said. And just let this dude run roughshod on the organization. The fact now that at least he looks like he's trying to right the wrongs from the business and marketing side and then stay the hell out of the way is the best thing they could do. Now, if I'm going to say that the one thing that could screw up this entire feel-good story of the Houston Texans right now, I don't think it's Cal. I think it's Casario. Because I think that, the, the, the to your point, Joe, the one thing that I, I had reservations about, but I still believe because D'Amico is going to be the loudest voice in the room, that it, they will overcome that too is the fact that the way the Nick Nick handled Kenyon Green. Like some of it, you know, some of the picks and the way he handled that Kenyon Green situation, it bothers me greatly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now that D'Amico's even more established and more solidified in all of his roles within the the, the, the four walls, that he won't let that happen again. Casario's approval rating has went up, though. Like, it's because of Stroud. Mm-hmm. Anderson's peripheral numbers are good. And then look at the production you're getting from a third-round receiver in Tangdell. Look at the production you're getting from a fifth-round linebacker in Henry Toa Toa. And look at the production you're getting from a sixth-round center in Jarrett Patterson. The approval rating was very, very low, and it was very, very low on this show whenever the Kenyon Green stuff came out. It recycled again whenever Derek Stingley got hurt. But... Fast forward a couple of weeks with what you're getting from Tank, Henry Toa Toa, Jared Patterson, and then also, you know, Stroud looks good. Will Anderson looks good. Approval rating for Nick Casario, I, I think, has climbed a lot in a pretty short period. 713-780-3776. Uh, Houston Texans, have they shed that same old Texans label for you? And if not, what's it going to take? 713-780-3776. Also, there's one of two routes to take whenever you have a really good quarterback. You can load up the talent around them, like Miami with Tua, or you can ship talent away, like Kansas City with Pat Mahomes. What is the better path for the Texans to take? Big picture, team view, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, let me tell you, get the good people at mybookie.ag. MyBookie takes care of their customers. They've been doing it for over a decade That's why I speak for them, because I believe that they treat you guys, the customers, very, very well. And that's big. Customer service goes a long way. And the fact is, because they've been business so long, they're not going to be a fly-by-night company. They're not going to try and get your money in and and make sure they do everything to get it and then not let you take it out when you win it. That's a big thing with MyBookie.ag, and that's why I love the way they take care of their customers. They do it with these bonuses, too, and we tell you about them all the time, but Right now, whether you're a new customer or you, you're reloading your, your account with mybookie.ag, use that promo code BET975, and if you put at least 50 bucks in, you can get $200 in your account instantly to play with. More games in your account, more chances to win, more chances for you to be satisfied and happy as a customer to have the opportunity to try and win some cash. And when you take that bonus money and bet it at least one more time, when you want to take it out, you can take it out. It's yours to do with as you please because you're dealing with mybookie.ag and using that promo code of ours, bet975. They also have live casino dealers standing by. If there's no games to bet on, 
and you want to get in on some casino action, they got it for you too. They do a lot of other promos and a lot of other things going on too with prop bets and other things that you can get in on with better chances for you to win. But at the same time, the main thing is the main the mainstay for them. Take care of the customers. Make sure they get extra chances to play and give them the best chance to win. That's why I love speaking for these guys. And as I always tell you, you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with the only place I tell you to do it. Go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code BET975. Hey, Houston, you're live in the hive with the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I've learned one thing. He's Blank. I'm Branham. I should have learned this a long time ago. I, there's there's three type of people in the world, right? You have your optimists, you have your realists, and you have your folks who are pessimistic, right? Three type of people in the world. I've learned people on Twitter are optimistic. I've learned texters are realistic. And I learned the Twitchers are pretty pessimistic. I think it's I think it's fair. I've, I've sampled this. I've done lunatic. studies. Deep dive lunatics. <laughs> well, that's a fair way to put well, it. Well, Joe, you wonder why you catch what you catch sometimes. No, they like me. I like them too, but they're loony bin. I mean, that's 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 a term of endearment, quite frankly, with the Twitchers. You insult them, they love you. you they insult us, we love them back. But I've noticed the people on Twitter are usually a little bit optimistic. I feel like our texters, especially in the hive, are very realistic, and, and the twitchers are usually <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> so I like how you put that, Joe George. That's a good way of putting that. Uh, join Culture Map and Sports Map, by the way, on October 25th for the tailgate. It's an all-out celebration of Houston sports and the fans who cheer them on. Savor tailgate-inspired bites from your favorite restaurants, including FM Kitchen, Twin Peaks, The Waffle Bus, many, many more. Sip on signature drinks. Enjoy game day activities. Plus, VIP ticket holders can meet and greet with former Houston Texan Jonathan Joseph. Tickets are on sale now. Include all food and drinks. If you use promo code ESPN, you get $10 off any ticket type. Just head to tailgate.culturemap.com to get your tickets today. Tailgate.culturemap.com. Get those tickets. It's a great time. Went last year. Planning to be there again this year on the 25th. It's a fantastic time. A taste of the town. Fantastic treats. Good company. You do not want to miss out. It's excellent value, too. Uh, For what you're getting, the value on it, it's really good. So you got to take advantage of that. Uh, we were asking you the question, 713-780-3776. Uh, have the Texans busted that same old Texans label for you? And if not, what is it going to take? 6584, the moment I knew it wasn't the same old Texans was when the Texans scored three times on the opening drive of last Sunday's game. Old Texans would have settled for a field goal. You remember when Bill O'Brien had a pretty good team and they were winning nine games and you know division titles, Brian, all that thing? Remember they had that stretch of nine not scoring on their opening possession. Yep. How does that happen? Like, your job is to game plan. You have a pretty good idea. Like, quite frankly, that should be the most, like percentage points speaking, that should be the most likely drive you to score a touchdown for the entire game. You've had all week to game plan for a very specific defense that you expect to see, and the Texans under O'Brien were dreadful on opening possessions. You hear I about, love seeing that from Slowick on Sunday. And you hear about it from all these teams. Well, they script their plays. They know what's going to work. They're going to script their first 10 to 20 to 30 plays. And for the most part, they're successful because teams make adjustments. They make them at halftime. They make them throughout the game. And that's when the true game planning and, and, and how the games a lot of times play out happens in the chess match. But, yeah, you know, Bill O'Brien, for the offensive mind that he was supposed to be, that he is now as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, struggled a lot in a lot of different areas. And that's why I think it's just another reason why people are excited that you've got a real modern-day coach and coaching staff 
And you're seeing it. The fact that they did what they did and Slowick was able to do what he did. And I think a bigger credit to him is he rebounded because he really struggled the first two weeks of the season. The fact that he was able to get where we're at now with the players that he had to work with in the chess game, pretty damn impressive. Yeah. 713-780-ESPN. Uh, 2702, it's going to take our record to be 5-3 and three or better after eight games, and then after 12 games, beat both Jacksonville and Tennessee, then eventually Colts, then yes, that's what it's going to take to shed the it's same a lot. Yeah, it's quite a bit. Um, but I, I get it. Like You want to feel like you're consistent, consistently the best team in the AFC South. Like I, I get that. I, I, I do. But I think looking realistically at this season, I don't know that there was a lot of people that thought they were going to win the division. No, but also realistically, the start of the season, you didn't think they were going to shed the same old Texans label. Like, I don't, think, I don't think you can be looking at your expectations start of the season for the sake of this conversation. No, but when you look at it and say, okay, I think expectations change. And I think the expect change, expectations have changed through four weeks. Yeah, no doubt. But at the same time, expectations changed because you looked at this and so you've got something you didn't know what that you were going to have. In the case of D'Amico, you didn't know when or if, to some people's opinion, but when he was going to really settle in and, and you know, and could he be the coach that people thought he could be. And then from the Stroud, the, the Stroud conversation just changed everything. But when you look at this fr- this whole franchise, they were trying already. We saw the signs that they, they at least could admit that they had made mistakes in the past. They were trying to right the wrongs. Now we've kind of fast-forwarded it because I didn't see this team winning the division this year. Realistically, I didn't see this team competing for a wild card this year. But now four weeks in, I can see both of those things being possibilities. Yeah, I, I I know some people bet. Like I, I was pulling some people on Twitter. I know some people bet on the Texans to win the AFC South at the start of the year. But it's also at the value you were getting them at. Like you were getting them at some pretty good odds. Like if you would have if you would have said the other like the other question, okay, gun to your head, who wins the AFC South? Very very few people would have picked the Houston Texans. Right. Betting the Houston Texans at plus eight hundred to win the division or whatever the odds were at the start of the year, not quite the same in terms of oh yeah, I was super confident that the Houston Texans uh, were going to win the AFC South. So the expectations have certainly changed. But I don't know if the same old Texans like falls into the category of expectations. To me, it's more about belief of what the Texans are. Like, do you believe in D'Amico where they're no, they're no longer the same old Texans? Do you believe in the play calling of a Bobby Slowick where they're going to score on opening drives to where they're not the same old Texans? Do you believe in C.J. Stroud to where he's not going to demand a trade and do some off-the-field stuff that eliminates any ideas of Deshaun Watson being your franchise quarterback? Letterman jackets. I mean, it goes way back. A team chaplain is the general manager. Like, the, There's been some debacles in this organization that, I mean, the, the top Title, same old Texans is deserved. No doubt. And Texans are going to Texan. And the fact that when we sat there, we said they were always going to find a way to either rip your heart out or to screw everything up and embarrass the hell out of you. And we talked about what an embarrassment they were nationally every time those two words came out of any national voice's mouth, Houston Texans. There was a chuckle. There was a look to, the, to, to everything from Deshaun to Jack to all the different missteps with and even Cal and being called out. Even ownership was being called out by Coward and others. Now you look at it and you say, hey, look, there's not a whole lot that you're going to pull from to where you're going to find anything to be embarrassed about and not a whole lot of negativity either because everybody thinks it's going in the right direction in all phases. Football, business, ownership, coaching, players, it's all going in the right direction. Even you said the numbers are turning on Casario. We've we've been very honest about move by move, evaluating what he's done or hasn't done. Did he win it? Did he lose it? This all helps him 
because I think indirectly it's helping him more than it's directly mm-hmm. being associated with guys that are really doing their job. That's why you should have a good coach, though, at all times as a general manager because they they bring out the best of your picks. Like you might be a good drafter, but if you have a bad coaching staff that isn't you know accentuating like the the mm-hmm. players that you have, then it looks like you can't draft. Like Nico Collins is case in point here. Like Nico Collins going into this year. Like no one thought that Nico Collins was any good. Looked like they missed on it. Now people are calling Nico Collins a wide receiver one. Like it's scheme. It's that he has a good quarterback. It's all of those things. But from a Nick Casario point of view, you're the one who traded up for Nico Collins. It looked horrible until this year, and now people are looking back. Oh, okay, Nico Collins can play a little bit. Few people on Twitter, Colt. Uh, not going to shed the same old Texans label and not until there's new ownership. I find that interesting because I, I don't feel the same angst to Texans ownership now than I did six months ago, quite frankly, no, or I don't a year either. ago. And, and let's be honest, uh, uh, short of doing something really, really stupid or just deciding you don't want to have the team anymore, they're not going anywhere. You can't shun an ownership. You, you, they're not going to change. But ownership can change in terms of how they handle day-to-day. And the fact that he went from clueless and oblivious and all the things that we heard about to being a guy that wants to engage with the fans, that wants to you know show that he cares about what fans think on a business perspective from an organizational standpoint, and then get the hell out of the way but hire quality, quality people capable of doing the job on football, mm-hmm. that shows you that there's a change for the better. I also, but, DK says Hannah's the best owner in the NFL. I do think that I, she became I, the spokesperson of that little family. I don't, I don't really give... Like I don't think they deserve a pass. Like going forward, you you can still be a bad owner and have a successful football team. No doubt. Like the the Cleveland, not Cleveland Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the worst organizations in the NFL. They have been for a very very long time. Joe Burrow all of a sudden makes them looks competent. Mm-hmm. Like C.J. Stroud and D'Amico can make Cal look competent. Just because you got lucky on one hire doesn't mean you're a good owner. The thing, though, with the Cincinnati and Houston difference, I think, though, is that the Browns are notoriously cheap. cheap. Like, they wouldn't have an indoor facility. They would have to bus to the Cincinnati Bearcats indoor facility down the road. like the Cardinals. The one thing with Cal, like, Cal's not cheap. Cal's willing to spend money. Look at all the money he spent on fired head coaches. So, like, that's one thing that I will give to Cal. Like, doesn't deserve a lot of praise, but he's not bashful opening up his wallet, whereas the Brown family is the Chargers cheap. The Chargers and and the, the Bengals are, are maybe the two cheapest organizations in all the NFL, and they've been that way for a long time, and they've found a way to screw up good situations with good players by being who they are. I don't think Cal's that guy. I think his dad taught him well enough to realize from a football perspective, like they're not going to they're not going to be afraid of an expense if it makes the football team better. Yeah, he he's willing to open up the wall. I think he's willing to get out of the way. Now he made a lot of questionable decisions prior to that. He used to be Bill O'Brien GMing that uh, that certainly earned his reputation. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. What will it take for you? Let's get to the other conversation too. Big picture team view. Let's, let's look at the big picture for a second. What path do you want the Texans to take in the next few years around C.J. Stroud? You want to go Miami, where they're spending a lot of capital to bring in some really good skill, or the other route, where they go Kansas City and the only skill they're bringing in is value. You know, draft picks or player signing team friendly deals. 713 780 ESPN, Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, and ESPN 92.5. Playoffs are going on right now. Some playoff baseball happening this moment. There's more playoff baseball tonight. There's football action tomorrow night. Well, where do you go to catch the game? Little Woodrow's. Catch the game tonight. They have game days covered better than anyone else. It's my favorite sports bar in Houston. I'm there every week. It's also your spot to catch the Strohs in the playoffs. 
drop-offs, especially the Edo location, within walking distance of Minute Maid Park. Big parties before the game, during the game, and after the game. Large patios with HD TVs, jumbotrons with all the sports you want to watch, and never a bad seat in the house. Fall weather will be here before we know it, too. We're all counting down the days for that. Postseason baseball is here. Football is going on nearly every day. It's Woodrow's season. Little Woodrow's is a casual backyard bar that you can find all over H-Town. Game day bucket specials, daily drink specials, great food. Whether it's a location with a kitchen or it's one of the spots with the food trucks, it's all very good. Steak night's my favorite. Good times and colder beer, local bites, it's southern hospitality at its finest. Make Little Woodrow's your happy hour spot, your game day location, or just where you relax on the patio with good drinks and good company, and it's pet friendly. Three new locations coming soon. Sugarland, Webster, and the new one coming soon in Edo as well. Little Woodrose, your local Texas watering hole. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. It won't be the same old Texans until things are positive for more than one year in a row. Once a little more consistency, I can understand that. Um, one, two, six, four, they're doing everything they need to do in order to shed the same old Texans label. I just need to see them do it for a longer period of time. I get it. I the get trust it. factor's big. It's like in relationships, yeah. but if you've been scorned before, and, you, and believe me, Texans fans, we all know the Texans fans have been scored over and over again. Mm-hmm. I totally get it if there are fans that are still hesitant because of all you've been through. Bobby Miami, I told you guys before the season started, Texans would get to the playoffs and not to sleep on Nico. Bobby Miami, you're a genius. Welcome I back, love you. Bobby Miami. Love no, you, Bobby Miami. Slow down and jump on board. Love you, Bobby Miami. Uh, let's give away a four-pack. No, I'm sorry. We're going to give away something else. I thought we were giving away some stuff for the Greek Festival, but we did that earlier. Go to the Greek Festival, by the way. It all begins tomorrow. Instead, Loki Season 2 picks up in the aftermath of the shocking season finale when Loki finds himself in a battle for the soul of the Time Variance Authority, along with Mobius, Hunter B-15, and a team of new and returning characters. Loki navigates an ever-expanding and increasingly dangerous multiverse. Caller number 7 to 713-780-3776 wins a $100 Visa gift card courtesy of the show. Loki Season 2 releases October 5th only on Disney+. Plus. Great job. Thank you. I was curious if you are going to get those names. I know you asked earlier, but... I thought, are you in my ear or are you live on the air live. right now? I mean, I'm a professional. That red light turns on and I just knock it out of the park. Like superhero genre doesn't really fit your, you know... Yeah, I'm not big into things that are fake, quite honestly. Uh, fiction's fine, but it's got to be within the realm of possibility. I don't, and I'm sure Loki's great. I'll check it out, especially if I win a hundred dollar Visa gift card. Um, big picture here, Blankers. Mm-hmm. Let's take a big picture view. C.J. Stroud, your franchise quarterback. We we think he's playing really well right now. You, of course, new information. What does he look like after week eight? What does he look after like after twelve games? After one full season, it's the first year of a four year rookie deal. Obviously, they have him for the fifth year if they want it. That team option for first rounders. Big picture view, team building view, if you're Nick Casario, if he's still the general manager of this team, what path do you want the Texans to take around C.J. Stroud? I mean, and it doesn't even matter what you think of C.J. Stroud. Top 10, top 15, top 25, bottom three. You still have to build a team around C.J. Stroud, and we think he's here for the foreseeable future. Do you go, 
the Tua route, the Miami route, where you're trading for Tyreek Hill and then paying him top dollar. You're drafting a Jalen Waddle in the first round. You're getting pieces around Tua to try to make that offense as good as you can. Or do you go the Kansas City route where you believe Mahomes is just going to bring everybody up? I understand they have Travis Kelsey, but they have Travis Kelsey on a pretty team-friendly deal. Yeah. And then all their receivers are like guys you, you drafted, you traded Tyreek Hill, you didn't, pick, you didn't pay him the money. You go KC route, you go Miami route. I'm leaning going more of – see, I don't believe that you can do what Kansas City's done unless you have Patrick Mahomes. I think that, yeah, there's a couple other guys in that conversation that are close to Patrick Mahomes' level. Kansas City is just in the ultimate ideal situation of knowing that he can make anybody better no matter what kind of talent level they bring into the situation, and you get a couple of right along the way, like Kelsey. But I think that they've already started to do the right things by making sure that from before he even took a snap, and unfortunately injuries kind of derailed this, but they spent a lot of money and, and did a lot of things to, to build up the offensive line. Now, the biggest question is going to be at receiver, which is the most expensive position in football right now, about do you go out and find him a number one in the draft or and, and trade you know picks to trade up if you have to to get the receiver that you need to be the leader of the receiving core that looks to be pretty good otherwise when you look at you know Mechie seems to be coming along but the biggest thing has been Tank uh, and Nico and the fact that you have guys already on the roster so that you don't have to go out and overspend I would focus on trying to get that figuring out how you're going to go about getting that number one receiver. I don't want to go out and make a trade that takes all of the good that you've been building up with money, with the ability to have draft picks, and then all of a sudden, suddenly you're going to spend $27 million a year and give up you know, a, a whole boatload to go get a Tyreek Hill. I don't mind drafting a guy like that and having them on a good contract for a couple of years too once you get them or pooling some of your picks together to get a better draft pick. I'd be fine with that. But I like the Dolphins' approach with the, with the exception of I don't want to overspend on like a Tyreek Hill type guy. Would you uh, would you be willing to spend big money like on a T Higgins or you know uh, the like of, of a T Mike Higgins, Evans right? a free agent too like would you be willing to spend a big percentage of your cap space on a on a what you would consider a wide receiver one the the deal has to be right uh, I, T Higgins he's you know he got dinged up last week yeah I mean I, they expect but, him back this but week but like I think. a T Higgins type player is exactly what they need right now so. Yes, I'd be willing to take a, ch- a large chunk of my free agent money to get him the receiver that could make another big difference in making this team make a big jump and making him have another big jump in year two. I absolutely would. Um, I just I don't want to give up the combination of all my draft picks and I'm either going to go into free agency with the mentality of there's someone out there that makes my quarterback and my team better yeah. and I'm going to try and go get him or I'm going to do the draft route of, you know, pooling my picks or doing what I need with my picks to get the receiver that I think could be similar to that player that I was chasing in free agency and not as expensive. See, I'm kind of in a hybrid here. I think that you, every team, should take advantage of a quarterback's rookie contract. So I'm a fan of the go the Miami route. I don't want to pay the double whammy price on trading for a receiver and then paying them top dollar either. So if you're going to try to go out and aggressively attack a wide receiver one, I don't want to go the Miami route where I'm trading a first-round pick, Tyreek Hill, and then I'm paying him $40 million. I'd rather just spend the money in free agency and sign a T. Higgins to a a three-year deal or you know those are only the three years guaranteed or a Mike Evans on a shorter-term deal. Now, the play of Nico Collins like kind of... I think makes this a little bit 
easier to not get that wide receiver one because he's playing really well, and then Tank Dell as well, and then Mechie's kind of coming along. Like eventually, I think those are your young three receiver nucleus. You know, I don't think Robert Woods is long for this team. He's been good this year, but he's not going to be here in three years. So I'm a believer in spending the money aggressively while Stroud's on a rookie deal. I don't want to pay a guy and trade for him as well, but go be aggressive in free agency. But then once you pay C.J. Stroud. I don't think you can have the luxury of also paying these receivers top dollar. So I think it's okay to go Miami route. Don't pay the double the double whammy. Don't do the double price. But then once you pay C.J. Stroud, you have to morph into the Kansas City route. So you have a window here, and let's just assume they pick up his fifth-year option. After this year, you have four years to be pretty aggressive in free agency. But then you have to factor in, once you're looking at signing C.J. Stroud long-term, that's when that aggressive behavior in terms of spending, it's got to take a back seat. you got to build it around. you got to hope shift the gears. quarterback is the one that's lifting all ships. Yeah, you got to shift gears. Because I think that for this year and, and the next year or two, look at a way you get him a true number one. Look at a way you get him a tight end that's going to be here for the foreseeable future to fit in with the rest of the talent you're building. Look at your running backs and say, look, Singletary was a nice pickup. Is he going to be here? Are you going to spend any money to keep him? Or are you going to look to use the draft in the middle rounds of the draft to see if you can do what a lot of NFL teams are doing and get yourself a couple of extra running backs that are young that can do the kind of things you're seeing kind of infiltrate the NFL these days with guys not necessarily taken in the first round, but guys are going to be there for several years that can do really good things for you with a variety of different skill sets. Tight end. Number one ride receiver focuses, and, and, and that's where I'm at in, in terms of not giving up a big package of picks and spending money, but doing what you need to do otherwise to give him every possible resource to be as successful as possible. Quite frankly, you already have the offensive line in place for the yep. foreseeable future, too, with Titus, Laramie, Shaq, you know, Juice. Does Jared Patterson fit in? Does Kenyon Green fit in? But you're probably not spending a whole lot of capital. Uh, whether it's finances or draft picks on your offensive line, you know your defensive line that's kind of up in the air because you have Anderson locked in. You know Malik Collins, Rankins, Rankins those are like veteran guys deals. that aren't long term guys. And then Grenard's up after this year. One five four two. The Texans need a clear elite running back to complement CJ. I disagree. I I'd rather go running back by committee. To be honest with you, go running back by committee. Damian Pierce is on a rookie contract. Singletary's on an affordable free agency co contract. Like I think that the running back room is actually okay. Okay, I don't want to spend a lot of money or spend a very high draft pick on running back, quite frankly. No, because we've seen the pattern exist for, for two, year, two, three years now in the NFL. You can get third, fourth, fifth-round running backs that do exactly what you need them to do. But if they are complementing a guy you already have that you got in a later round in Pierce, then you're in a good situation. And you find a younger version of, of, of a Singletary-type player that maybe is a little bit more between the tackles, too, to take some of the load off of Pierce, you can do that. Find a tight end that's going to be the long-term Dalton Schultz but can block a little better. That We know that there's plenty of tight ends coming out. Whether you get a, a, you know, a top guy and you, you instead of focusing on getting your number one receiver in the draft, maybe you look at the tight end position as a guy you spend a higher draft pick on that's going to be there for the long haul. But you build it... The, the weapons around Stroud so that when his contract truly comes up and you got to pay him, mm -hmm. you've got guys already in place so that you're not spending a boatload of cash and free agents. Does, does Pierce being like what he is give you some flexibility to take a risk at running back, though? Because like if you're going to do it, this is the offseason. You look at the class, it's Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler. They're all going to hit the market this offseason. And, like, because they're all going to hit the market and what it is, like, they're not going to cost a ton of money. 
Yeah, it depends on the price. I'm I'm a I'm not a believer in using a big piece of your salary cap pie on running backs. Even though yeah, you, I, like they're going to have like ninety million. When you they said, also have a lot of positions to fill. That's true. And when you said the risk, I was curious where, what you meant by that. But like, that is like Derrick Henry seems too risky to me. Yeah, he's too much. But like, let's say you go like, Saquon Barkley. He, let's say he wants to come here. It's too much. Can, I think too much money. It's maybe it's too much money. But even if he busts out and like he has injury problems. You have Damian Pierce on this cheap contract, so like where you're not, you're not screwed but, no, it's at not, the running back position. No. Like you're not like the but Chargers now. Guy, neither guy's res, skill set expands the position for you. I don't think either guy is a good receiver. I don't think either guy is oh, the Barclay kind of can receive. I don't think. First of all, his health scares me more yeah, than anything else, and his price tag to be high. I'm not they worried. I'm not worried about Barkley like taking over the job of Pierce, or if he gets hurt, then Pierce is a suitable backup. My fear in signing a, da- uh, a Saquon Barkley is that he's taking way too big of a percentage of your cap space when you need to spend it on other positions. See, my, my point is like weak. you get an Eckler who's an outstanding receiver of the football as well as a, a between the tackles running back, but he's going to want to break the bank because he's looking for big dollars. He's already pretty much made that evident. If you get a guy on the flip side that wants to be part of a better situation that's going somewhere, Somewhere that brings you all the elements of the pass game and the running game and can complement Pierce. Now I'm I'm in for that at even if if it's around the nine ten mark. But you're looking at running backs that are trying to get twelve and above. Yeah, but just with all those guys on the market, like they're not all going to get it, and like they have a ton of cap space, they're going to have to spend it somewhere. Like if it's not T Higgins, if it's not Mike Evans, like you're looking at the defensive side of the ball, and there's just as much risk there. Like look what's happened in the last twenty four hours. J.C. Jackson signed like a four-year, $50 million contract is getting sent back to the Patriots for a late-round swap. Randy Gregory got cut today. Like, he just got paid by the Denver Broncos, like, this last offseason, two offseasons ago. They just cut him. See, I like I like, like to spread my money around. That way you build a really solid 53 versus spending mm-hmm. 75% of your cap space on one singular player. I don't yeah. think that's wise in any sport. I agree. Frankly, maybe basketball. I just, but I, I don't believe in spending huge money on, on like, veteran free agents. i rather build this really depth-filled roster where if I have an injury and the next guy up and I'm not having a huge slippage there. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I just I feel like there is going to be a a sexy splash signing this offseason. Because has been aggressive. I mean, the one I look at Maybe not in free like, agency, but he's been aggressive. If the Jets can't afford to keep him, I mean, or the Giants can't afford to keep him, I know he's 29, but I would love Leonard Williams. Chris Boy, Jones, he's a monster. Chris Jones would be interesting. Like, I, I don't think he'll be back in Kansas City. Both guys, 29. Yeah, well. But, like, putting those guys in the middle, I mean, hell, you could even reunite with DJ Reader if you wanted to. He's also on the market. So, like, I feel like the defensive, like, interior defensive line and running back is the deepest where you could even get these guys cheaper than we would think. Rankins is going to walk pretty much. Right, you yeah, could keep him. I mean, who knows? Like, I don't think I don't think he's going to be make like a huge amount of money in free agency. But you know, it depends on what the Texans feel about him. Like, right. is he, do they think he's a good fit in their scheme? Do they think he's got more in the tank? Can they get him on a pretty friendly contract? Like, there's so many variables. But when you have that quarterback on the rookie contract, it opens you mm-hmm. up to so many things. It's kind of the benefit of where the Texans are. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Get those car wreck of the day nominations in. Presented by CarWreckTexas.com. It's next on ESPN ninety seven five. Look, I'm a homeowner. Most of you are homeowners as well, so we can all relate that home insurance rates are silly, right?
30, 40, 50 percent, even higher increases. It's ridiculous. We all know that. It's obviously super expensive. How do you stop all that, though? Well, grab your phone right now because you're about to text TGS Insurance. Why? Well, TGS is the fastest growing agency in Texas because they make saving you money fast and easy. It's what we all want to hear, fast and easy. Their instant quoting system shops the market for you. You don't have to. And they deliver you a proposal in 15 seconds fast. You can't afford to wait any longer. The time to save is right now. You don't do it right now, you're going to miss out. Take the phone, text the word money, M-O-N-E-Y, to 232323. The TGS system will ask for your address. Just send your address back to TGS, and you'll get a proposal with excellent coverage within 15 seconds. It's fast. It is easy. They're doing the work for you. TGS is winning for people everywhere, up the coast, up to my neck of the woods, near the woodlands, from Katy to Cyprus, all the way to Beaumont. TGS customers save and they save big. Over 35,000 of your neighbors in the area trust TGS and with thousands of five-star reviews, you can as well. Again, it is simple. It is fast, it is easy, and best of all, big savings. Stop missing out. That's why TGS is the gold standard. Don't be left paying more. Get your savings right now. Just text money to 232323. You all right? My leg is broken. The bolt's coming through. Let me see. Let me see. Where's my money? This is the Car Wreck of the Day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, Car Wreck of the Day, CarWreck.com. What are you nominating here? CarWreckTexas.com. What are you nominating here, Joel Blank, for our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com? I will nominate the Tampa Bay Rays, scoring one run in two games at home as the higher seed in the wild card and getting quickly shown the door from the playoffs. I just expected more from that team. I know that they did endure some injuries. We talked about it earlier, but that's just not acceptable. And I would also nominate their fans as part of that. It's an embarrassment that you can't even get 20. Was it the worst? You just took the top two text. I didn't see the text. Took, My text you, you took I, it off I, from I, the, I shut, took it from the text. No, I did not. And I, and I don't appreciate being accused of that. Well, I mean, they're the top two texts. Brian McDonald could even tell, tell you that, that I was walking in saying that that was going to be my car wreck of the day. Well, you and the listener, great minds, think alike. Okay. Well, there you go. That was a compliment. No, you accused me of taking it from the text line. Well, I mean, they were the top two. They were the top two. That was the lowest attendance since 1919. 19, that's what I was going at. Yeah. <laughs> like, stadiums weren't even that big in 1919. They deserve to be car wreck nominee. Did I was they get a new stadium too, approved? They did, but it's still in St. Pete. See, that's ridiculous because everybody from Tampa's got to cross over the bridge. Yes, yeah, over the bay, yeah. Just That's an embarrassment for Major League Baseball. One, the stadium is a sham until they get a new one. But two, the fact that they can't draw during the regular season and then, oh, we'll save it for the playoffs. No, you didn't. It's terrible. Yeah, they're still not, They're still going to have attendance problems. It's cool that they got a new stadium because I've been to that ballpark a couple of times and it is a dump. It is a dump, a major dump. But, yeah, so Tampa Bay ousted. They get nominated for Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. The attendance does as well. Uh, Not Santa nominated PSG for Car Wreck of the Day. I think it's Paris Saint-Germain? we got too many Who's soccer nominations. I think, it's, I think it's Paris Saint-Germain. Houston Dynamo back. I think. I think Paris Saint-Germain. They lost, a, uh, they lost a match today. So Not Santa nominates PSG for the Car Wreck of the Day. Joe, you have a nominee? Yeah, what a disaster. 
James Harden is. Just the entire James Harden saga as it continues. He's reportedly going to show up to camp. He's there now, but he's going to make it a miserable experience to try to force a trade. That guy sucks. James Harden's the worst person ever. Was it Matt Barnes that did the podcast last week and said, at a certain point, the whole league is just going to say, like the boy you cried wolf. Yeah. Like, you've done this too many times. You did it to the Rockets. You did it to the Nets. Now you're doing it to the Sixers. And you aren't as good as you used to be to where someone should just call your bluff and go, get out of here. I agree. It's a pretty good – James Harden's been a car wreck for the last seven years. Yep. I mean, even when he was here, when an MVP, he was a bit of a car wreck, wasn't he? Uh, my nomination for Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. I love you, Twitchers. But you're on another level Dude, today. They are I am disaster nominating ball. the Twitchers, and they're probably going to take great pleasure in this, quite frankly. I am nominating the Twitchers for today's car wreck of the day. Okay. I think it's a pretty strong nomination. 713-780-3776. Uh, Total Dallas, he wanted to nominate. The, he's piggybacking off of you. He wants to nominate the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Total oh. Arlington. Oh, Total like to Arlington came out of hiding because I was worried about his – I was going to do a, have someone, Dr. Dre, do a wellness check after the Mariners coughed up the division. Kudos to the I Rangers. I mean, the, the Rangers. Kudos to the Rangers. I think they have a shot to be Baltimore. I really do. Like they have some, Offensively, they're really good. Best offense in the American League, and the Orioles are pretty good, too. But you got Simeon. You got Seager. Those two guys You got alone. some vets. Like, I... I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat Baltimore. I think the Texas Rangers are gonna go to the ALCS. Cash it or trash it, Joe. Cash it. Cash it or trash it, Blankers. Cash it. I think the Rangers are going to the ALCS. That'd be a I, I, fun I, series too. Yep. If, they, if the Astros get there, if you get, oh yeah, boy, would that be great? I mean, it's honestly like Astros, Rangers, Braves, Dodgers is probably best case scenario for Major League Baseball. Braves, Dodgers, yeah. Braves, Dodgers. That'd be sure. huge. Like, there's nothing about the Orioles that, like, attracts the average fan. No, no one knows who Adley Rushman is. But at least yeah. if you have the entire state of Texas going to war for the ALCS, like, there's something. There's some juice there. I mean, Houston and in Dallas, and I use that word very loosely. South of Oklahoma. Are, are the two biggest markets in the American League. They are. So, yeah, the TV networks would be rooting for that. Uh, 4,000, he wants to nominate us what? for the car wreck of the day. For anointing CJ a franchise quarterback after four games, and the Texans are turned around already. I think CJ was uh, Got the franchise quarterback 4, the moment that he was yeah. drafted at number two. All right, so who are we voting for here? Twitchers, PSG, Twitchers, Tampa Bay Rays. I, I vote for the Rays. All right, Twitchers. Twitchers. I vote for Twitchers as well. Twitchers, congratulations! This is the first time that any of you have won an award of any kind. Car Wreck of the Day to you, Twitchers, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. You or anyone you know been in a car wreck, call them now, 713-999-8773. You do not pay till you win. CarWreckTexas.com. That's it for us. Thanks to Joe George for the hard work. He's blank. I'm Branham. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. The Houston Dynamo taking on Montreal coming up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.